This is the Everyday AI Show, the everyday podcast where we simplify AI and bring its power to your fingertips. Listen daily for practical advice to boost your career, business, and everyday life. The number one thing that I hear from companies, from individuals, just all of the buzz around generative AI is, how do I actually use it in my business? And it's something that, yeah, we've talked about here and there on the Everyday AI Show, but we've never had one dedicated show showing everyone specific examples and use cases on how to use generative AI to grow your companies, to grow your careers, and to get your time back. If that's what you want to do, if that's what you want to learn, today's episode is for you. What's going on, y'all? My name is Jordan Wilson, and I am the host of Everyday AI. This is your daily live stream, podcast, and free daily newsletter helping everyday people like you and me not just learn what's going on in the world of generative AI, but how we can all actually leverage it. That's what it's all about, right? You can spend all your time keeping up with you know different tools and techniques and AI news, but if you can't put it to use to grow your company, grow your career, you're wasting your time. All right. So we're going to, I think today's show, I'm extremely excited for today's episode, but I think it's going to lay the blueprint for how everyday people can start gaining their time back, win your time back. Um, That's what today's show is all about. All right. So we're going to do, this is a long one. Just just a a forewarning. I'm going to try to go through quickly. So we're going to start with a, a very brief overview of the AI news. All right. So actually just go to youreverydayai.com. If you haven't already, why haven't you? Sign up for the free daily newsletter. Uh, Here's a quick preview of some of the different news items that we're going to be breaking down today. So uh, an article looking at how AI use at companies is actually exploding, not just here in the US, but globally. Uh, Going over a new fortune report showing AI predictions from top investors. And Samsung, Some big news with an event coming up, but they are uh, talking about their increased emphasis on AI in your mobile devices and a, quote, all new mobile experience powered by AI. So uh, Samsung is teasing uh, a big mobile AI announcement. So uh, for that news and a lot more, make sure to go to youreverydayai.com and sign up for that free daily newsletter. So uh, if you're listening to this on the podcast Thank you, as always, for joining. Uh, Please leave us a a, a review. Make sure to follow the show. Um, And another thing, I love hearing from you all. This is um, a a really community-based show, Um, you know, trying to grow the the biggest um, group of AI enthusiasts in the world. That's what we're trying to do here at Everyday AI. So I want to hear from you. Uh, Check the show notes. Literally, leave the I, I leave an email. You can... Send me an email. I reply to every single one of them. Uh, So I want to hear from our podcast listeners, but also know in your show notes, there will be a link to come back and watch this video because I am going to be showing a couple of things on my screen, but I'm going to be doing the best I can uh, to try to uh, verbally explain what's what's going on. So uh, for our live audience, I want to know, hey, thank you for joining us. Brian joining us from Minneapolis. Uh, Woozy joining us from Kansas City. What's going on, Lynn from New York? Uh, Raul is looking forward to getting the inside scoop. Uh, good morning to Tara and Daniel joining us from Buffalo. 
Uh, all right. Hey, and holding it down for Chicago, Cecilia. All right. So for our live audience, I want to know what is your one best Gen AI use case? Uh, we're going to feature our favorite one uh, in the newsletter. So for our live audience, what is that one generative AI thing or um, I guess initiative that maybe you've already seen great results at from your company? All right, let me know. I'm going to feature our favorite one in the newsletter. So uh, again, I think when we're starting out in 2024, trying to start fresh and we're trying to bring context. So whether you are an avid um, listener of the show and an AI enthusiast, or you're brand new and you're just sticking your foot into the waters. Let's quickly explain what the heck is Gen AI. So I say this all the time. Artificial intelligence is not new. It's been around and it's been used in business for decades, you know, going back to very early on widespread use, even in the seventies and eighties, right? Uh, generative AI even though its definition has you know, changed a little bit recently, it's also not very new. But in short, the quickest way I can summarize what generative AI is, is using a simple input and then a generative AI system create something new, right? So maybe it's a text input that creates longer text. Maybe it's a photo input that creates a video, you know, that you can use on, on tools like Runway or Pika Labs. So that is what generative AI is. And, um, you know, over the course of the last two years, generative AI has completely changed how business not only gets done, but really just changing the definition of how we work. Um, so, just wanted to throw that out there as a little precursor, you know, because we're going to be talking a lot about, uh, you know, different um, ways to use generative AI in your business. So wanted to get that out of the way first. All right. And here's the other part. And I need to always caution, you know, uh, if, if, if you're listening or watching, stop using every single tool. All right. And yes, I'm going to be sharing some tools, but that doesn't mean that you should run out and use them, all right? Uh, a very, very quick story, right? So I, my background, I, I first started, you know, I had about eight years as a multimedia journalist, and then I spent about a decade working at a nonprofit. Uh, we essentially became an activation agency for, for Nike and Jordan brand, but that's another story. One thing I did at the nonprofit, uh, one of my first big projects, was I looked at our uh, process of onboarding and responding to volunteers. It was about a 34-step process, and it took about two hours for each and every volunteer, right? One of my first big projects, and there wasn't really generative AI at the time, was literally reverse engineering that process. And we got it down to, I think, five steps and 90 seconds, right? No big deal. Well, what if you're working with thousands of volunteers a year? All of a sudden, you know, we we actually, you know, did kind of create a little bit of technology uh, around this process and actually won an award for it. But we ended up saving hundreds of hours a year by implementing this new strategy. Okay. So that's what I want you to think when you're, when we're talking about different ways to use generative AI in your business, don't just look at the shiny tools, look at where you are spending your most time, your most manual time. Okay. And with that in mind, um, we talk about this a little bit in our free prime prompt polish pro course. Yeah, there's a PPP regular and a PPP pro. So if you want access, just let me know and I'll, I'll send you um, information on that. But one thing we talk about is focusing on where you spend your time working. And I'd say the majority, if you are a knowledge worker working at a desk, which is probably what many of us are, um, 
you probably spend at least 80% of your time doing one of these five things, okay? And this is why we're starting because these are our end goals, right? We need to focus on where we're spending our time, not on shiny AI tools. So these are the five things that you're probably spending at least 80% of your time doing. Meetings, that includes prep and follow-up. Learning, right? So you're learning new things, whether it's in your industry or learning new things about your customers. So that involves a lot of reading, uh, note-taking, right? Writing, yay, writing. Everyone loves emails, right? So whether you're writing emails, uh, internal documents for you know new procedures, job descriptions, you know maybe if you're an HR, t- uh, you know talent acquisition, something like that. Uh, analyzing, so whether that's data analysis and spreadsheets or, or charting data um, or studying um, trends, uh, you know related to data or price forecasting, right? That's analyzing, and then presentation. So that can be for you know, maybe internal pitches to raise money or internal team trainings or, you know, trying to get your initiative uh, improved through corporate, uh, whatever it may be. But um, I'd be hard pressed if you are a knowledge worker out there, if you work at a computer, if you are working on the internet all day, I I think it's pretty safe to say that at least 80% of your time falls in one of those five categories, right? Um. Yeah, reading reading emails is on there. I guess yeah, good good point to Cecilia. I guess when I say emails, it's it's reading and writing. The assumption is if you're reading uh, the emails, you're you're probably hopefully writing a response, right? Um, so now let's go ahead and just skip to the end. All right. I know sometimes I I drag the show on and make you wait for it, but here we go. Here are the seven ways to use generative AI in your business in 2024. And these seven, I think, are the most, I'd say, the, or sorry, I would say the easiest way to gain back your time with the smallest upfront commitment, right? So most of these seven things are probably only gonna take less than five minutes um, and they will probably give you bare minimum a 5X return on your time invested, right? So uh, you spend five minutes, very easily, you you know, you hit enter once or use a program once, you're easily going to get 30 minutes of time in less than five minutes, right? And then when you scale that, that's a lot. So here, here's our seven uh, ways to use generative AI in your business in 2024. Number one, to make meetings more meaningful. Number two, to automate to-dos from meetings. Number three, to personalize long content that you need to learn. Number four, Reading and responding to emails, yeah. And I'm curious, how much time do you spend reading and responding to emails? How many hours a week? I want to know. Uh, number five, competitive analysis and strategic planning. Number six, data analysis and graphing. Yay, love the spreadsheets, right? Uh, and then number seven, uh, pitch deck creation and improvement. All right. So I love this. So uh, Andy, thanks for joining us. Andy saying, perfect, Jordan. I'm spending my day working through my business ops processes, looking into automation. So this is super interesting uh, to me right now. Uh, Yeah, I think, uh, you you know, Andy, just as an example to what you said, I don't know anyone out there, literally anyone who cannot benefit from one of these seven things and cannot win back easily, easily hours with an S, hours a day. Okay. That's not hyperbole. I'm not selling you anything at the end. I am literally saying there are people, um, I recently had a conversation with someone 
um, who was saying that they're planning their social media calendar. And someone asked that someone else at the table asked, Hey, are you going to use AI for that? And uh, this person said, no, that's not really what AI is for. You know, I don't like to be the, the, the person that's always, you know, stumping on AI, but I just sat there and didn't say anything, but yes, literally almost any job that you are doing in front of a computer on the internet, you can save easily and, and get return on investment easily 5X if you know what you're doing, all right? Even myself, you know, I, I get messages all the time. Hey, Jordan, how are you able to do this show every single day? How are you able to create all this content every single day? How are you able to plan for your shows? I use AI, <laughs> right? You Like there is very few aspects um, of your of your job, of your role that you should not be using AI in. Let me repeat that. There is probably, again, it depends, you, you know, if you're working with uh, sensitive uh, documents, person, uh, you know, PII or personal health information, yes, you probably can't use AI at this time unless your, your company already has an enterprise solution in place that, you know, keeps, um, you know, data privacy and, and data security and, you know, has all those guardrails. But, you know, if you're for the most part working on public data or something like that, you should be using generative AI in almost every aspect or element of your work. All right, let's get to it. Number one, make meetings more meaningful. All right, so uh, as an example, you can have ChatGPT. So I'm gonna try to give a ChatGPT example because uh, that's where we spend, I think, especially our audience spend so much of their time within ChatGPT. But then I'm gonna give uh, you know some non-ChatGPT examples too. So um, before the meeting, you can prompt ChatGPT to brainstorm discussion topics relevant to your business goals and goals, and also have ChatGPT draft an agenda that aligns with those topics, right? So many times, I cannot tell you the amount of time that I've wasted in meetings my whole life. Oh, I want to hear from the audience. How, how many hours? So first question, how many hours are you spending reading and writing emails? How many hours? Let me know. And then secondly, how many hours are you spending in either preparing for meetings, inside actual meetings, or the follow-up that is attached to those meetings? Let me know how many hours for those things, because I, I, I really want to start calculating right? How much time that we can all save by going through these seven steps. And I think it's a lot. Tara just said too many. Tara can't count. Um, but I'd say a lot of people easily are spending between meeting prep, actual time in meetings, and the follow-up to meetings easily 10 to 20 plus hours, right? Um, and that's why the first one is make meetings more meaningful. Use a tool like ChatGPT, super easy uh, to uh, help better plan an agenda to only focus on topics that are relevant. So how do you do that? Well, you can use ChatGPT, right? So I have a prompt example here. And if you do, yeah, I, I have to throw this out there. I don't use prompts, right? But I know that other people do and they're kind of useful. I like to train expert chats. That's our, our prime prompt polish method, our free course. We do it. Um, you know, a couple times a month. So again, if you want access, just type PPP in the comments or email me PPP. All right, but here's an example of a prompt where I am uh, uploading inside ChatGPT transcripts, okay, transcripts of a meeting. And then I'm asking ChatGPT and I'm telling it to assume the role of an organizational development expert specializing in blank, right? So yeah, if you want these prompts, if you want these prompts, repost this, right? 
That's 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 what we're doing in in 2024. Repost the episode and I send you good stuff and I save you a bunch of time, right? People keep telling me I should be selling this stuff. I'm like, nah, I want to give it away for free. Just repost this. So uh, yeah, if you're watching this on LinkedIn, just repost it. Uh, if maybe Twitter is your thing, you can just retweet this episode link. All right, and then I'll send you all these prompts if you actually want them. Uh, but a good example on how to make meetings more meaningful is to upload a transcript of your last meeting, use a prompt like the example that I have here, assigning ChatGPT a role, and tell it to analyze, right? Tell it to both analyze, hey, what went well according to the transcript, what maybe didn't, and then help me better plan my next meeting, right? Maybe this is a weekly meeting or a daily standup, and you can just ask ChatGPT, hey, give me, give me seven ways to make this meeting more meaningful. I always encourage people when you are using ChatGPT to start very wide in general. So don't say, hey, you know, give me seven ways to, to, that we can save time doing project A, B, and C uh, with uh, employee D right? Start general. Say, how can I make this based on this transcript? How can I make this more meaningful? You know, assign ChatGPT a role, and then you can start to niche down from there. All right. Hey, great one here, uh, Declan. I got this one, one second asking about meeting assistance. All right. So some ways that some tools, yay, tools uh, that you can use uh, to make meetings more meaningful. Uh, full disclosure, I use ClickUp. I love ClickUp. Uh, ClickUp is a project management tool, uh, and they have some great AI features. But uh, some other uh, kind of apps or AI tools that you can use to make meetings more meaningful, uh, ClickUp, Supernormal, Fathom, Assembly. All right. All great tools. And make sure you, if you're not already subscribed to the newsletter, make sure to do that. You, maybe you're listening to this driving in your car, and you can't take these notes down, and you're like, oh my gosh, that would save me 10 hours a week. All of these different tools and techniques uh, are going to be listed in today's newsletter. All right. Number two, automate to-dos from meetings. All right. So after the chat GPT example is after a meeting, you can prompt chat GPT to identify and list action items from a meeting transcript, which you can then distribute to your team. This, aside from learning, I'd say learning is, is, is my number one way to gain back time. Um, maybe because I'm a learning nerd and I always like to be learning new things. Uh, but I'd say the second one is this, you know, or maybe reading and reading emails, uh, technically, but this is a huge one, getting transcripts of your meetings, uh, and uploading those immediately. I also know, you know, uh, you know, zoom now has some good AI features. Microsoft teams has, or, um, you know, Google Meet. So all, all the different meeting platforms, uh, you, you know, now have AI features that you can kind of get summaries or uh, follow-up items. So uh, again, here's an example. Um, and to, to get to what uh, Declan was saying, he said, what's the general view on sending in virtual assistants such as Firefly, uh, et cetera, to meeting? Is it well-received on the other, other side considered uh, ethical? Um, yes, I, I, I mean, Actually, let me get to that in one slide. Let me finish this, Declan, and then, and then we'll get to that. So um, in this example, I have a prompt that I'm show, uh, sharing on my screen, but essentially uh, uploading, again, the transcript of the meeting and then asking, you know, giving um, ChatGPT a little bit more uh, information about my company, you know, also giving it the URL because now if you're using the default mode inside of ChatGPT Plus, right? So a lot of these things require the $20 subscription, uh, which again, I'm not paid by ChatGPT or OpenAI to say this. It's the easiest $20 a month that you'll ever spend. So if, if you're still trying to, you know, use different free tools, just pay the $20 a month and you'll, 
easily, easily, um, you know, make that $20 back the first time you hit enter in the time savings. But uh, a, a great way to use ChatGPT is just to upload the transcript of a meeting and then to say, hey, write me follow-ups, write me a list of follow-ups. And then also from that list, you know, because, hey, there's different people on the meetings, uh, you know, certain meetings, uh, if if you're all on Zoom, as an example, you know, it, it identifies people by their Zoom name and you can say, hey, give me my 10 follow-ups. Okay. Here's these 10 follow-ups. Now for follow-up two to four, write an email to George, uh, you, you know, asking him to f- complete those for number five, you know, create a, a presentation, right? So you can do so many things just with the transcript of meetings, not just organizing yourself for more efficient and more effective and more meaningful meetings, but also your follow-up process, your to-do list, your, your emails that are associated with meetings. Uh, it's huge. All right. So then getting back to what Declan uh, was was talking about, uh, you know, sending virtual assistants. Yeah. As an example, uh, a couple other tools here that I have on screen. So Otter AI, I'd say it's probably the leader in the space in terms of, uh, you know, kind of transcribing meetings aside from now, you know, these meeting platforms, you know, like Zoom and Google Meets, you know, having their own, um, you know, Teams meetings, uh, having their own AI baked in. But Otter AI, great. Fireflies AI, Meet Geek, and Cast Magic. Big Cast Magic fan. Uh, we'll probably get them on the show soon. But Meet Geek, you know, Meet Geek is something, uh, you know, our team uses. So uh, how a lot of these AI assistants work when if, let's just say you're going to a Zoom meeting. So you connect them to your Zoom account. So a lot of times, if anyone out there has been in a meeting with me, you've probably seen my, it's called an AI note taker, right? And it prompts up a little notice that someone has to click on that says, hey, Jordan is using an AI note taker um, and I usually acknowledge it. And I've, you know, never had anyone uh, say, oh, I, I don't want this, right? Because I tell them it helps me make sure that we capture everything we're talking about and that we have accurate follow-up and we don't miss a thing. Um, you know, even even our clients, they, they love it. They love it because, you know, I'll share meeting summaries with them, right? Um, so let's keep this going to number three. All right, personalized, long content, you have to learn. Hey, this is Jordan, the host of Everyday AI. I've spent more than a thousand hours inside ChatGPT and I'm sharing all of my secrets in our free Prime Prompt Polish ChatGPT course that's only available to loyal listeners like you. Here's what Lindy, who works as an educational consultant, said about the PPP course. I couldn't figure out why I wasn't getting the results from ChatGPT that I needed and wanted. And after taking the PPP course, I now realize that I was not priming correctly. So I will be heading back into ChatGPT right now to practice my priming, prompting, and polishing. Everyone's prompting wrong, and the PPP course fixes that. If you want access, go to podppp.com. Again, that's podppp.com. Sign up for the free course and start putting ChatGPT to work for you. All right, so you can use ChatGPT to break down complex documents into summaries and even create quizzes for key points to aid learning and retention. Y'all, this is one of my favorite use cases of ChatGPT. So using the prime prompt polish method. I've actually trained an expert chat that helps me learn AI, right? Because people are always like, oh, Jordan, how do you keep up with AI? You know, it's you have to read 
dozens of hours of articles every single day. No, you don't. Just train a chat GPT using different, uh, train a chat GPT chat using different plugins. And I've trained it. It knows who I am, my chat. It knows what I care about. It knows what I don't. If I give it a 50 page document, it will, you know, I have a, ch a chat that's literally trained to do this, it can read through a 50 page document. It can pull out just the key findings that I care about. And it knows what I care about and knows what I, what I don't care about. It will reframe that long 50 page document in a way that I understand best, right? So I understand best using, you know, sometimes similes and metaphors. So it'll do that for me as well. And then it'll also spit out a little two minute personalized podcast using very human-like voices, right? So imagine, right? Maybe you're working on a project and you have a long white paper or this giant PDF. And maybe you're like, man, I really only need 5% of what's in here or 10% of what's in here. And I do this every single week. Again, going back to your most repetitive manual tasks, right? So if you're doing the same thing over and over, bare minimum, you should be training a chat in ChatGPT using our free PPP method. I'm not selling anything um, to help you better learn content and to personalize learning for you, right? It's 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 still, I've, I've, I've used, and this is not an exaggeration, I've used thousands of AI tools over the years. Yes, I am that person. And there is still to me no greater, for, for me personally, there's no greater benefit to generative AI than to be able to simplify and to personalize long form content to just the things I care about. Because here's the reality. I'm not even mad if you do that with this podcast. Yeah. Sometimes I blab a lot. You can just, you know, doubt, like go to, go to YouTube, you know, all, all our podcasts go to YouTube and you can just do the same thing with me. You say, Hey, I only care about a, B and C. Here's my company hit. You know, you don't have to listen to a 20, 30, 45 minute podcast. You can just get what matters to you. All right. And I want to keep knowing, I, I want to keep knowing from our audience. So if maybe you're just tuning in now, what is your, we're going through our seven ways to use AI in your business. What's your favorite way? What is your best way that you've gained back the most time using a generative AI tool? We want to feature our favorite use case in the newsletter. All right. So again, here's an example of how to do it inside of ChatGPT, right? So saying in this scenario, you know, have ChatGPT assume a role. Um, and then you say you have a strong background in, and then, you know, put the background. So ChatGPT knows that yes, that doesn't work very well, but it at least gets, gets you off to a good start. And then again, so whether you're using ChatGPT default that has access to browse with Bing and uploading documents, you can essentially have it Google or Bing your company, right? Do people say that Bing your company is Bing a verb, um, you know, to browse with Bing your company, uh, to browse with Bing, um, you know, whatever learning resource you are using or to upload it and then to spit it back in a voice that makes sense to you, right? Uh, it's, it's such a great way to learn. All right. So some non chat GPT AI tools to help you better personalize long content that you have to learn. Uh, Quillbot, great for this. A couple chat GPT uh, plugins actually here uh, summarize this. Uh, Adify is a great service. It's something that uh, I've I've been using Adify for more than a year now. Uh, does a great job analyzing YouTube videos. You can even use, uh, you know, one thing that uh, Google Bard is good at now, thankfully, because 
yeah, I'm, I'm sometimes harsh on Google Bard and their new Gemini release. I don't think it's that great, but uh, the extensions, when they work, Google Bard's extensions to connect to YouTube, your Gmail, your, your Google Drive, it works pretty well. Uh, so Google is great for this too, right? To uh, summarize long YouTube videos, uh, ask your PDF and web reader. Those are two of my favorite uh, chat GPT plugins as well. All right, Tara says she likes it. Bing it. All right, so... Or yeah, Nat Natalie says you can say duet it. Duet it, yeah, Google duet. All right, number four in our seven ways to use generative AI in your business in 2024, read and respond to emails. Like Cecilia was mentioning earlier, and let me know, I, I, I don't know if, any, if anyone responded. Um, how many hours a week do you think you spend not just reading and responding to emails, but also doing the... I guess, legwork or to doing the research work that is required for you to properly respond and read to emails. Let me know. Is it two hours a week? Is it 10 hours a day? Some people live in their emails. Some companies have gotten a little better using project management tools and uh, AI systems. So maybe not, but I'm curious, but you know, Hey, ChatGPT can help you draft replies to common email queries and to uh, sort emails by priority based on the content sender. Yes, you can do so many things with ChatGPT that people don't know. Uh, a lot of times you're relying on plugins for some of these things, right? Which is why I'm saying you have to have uh, ChatGPT uh, plus for these things. But, you know, using, uh, especially when you use the Zapier plugin uh, within ChatGPT, which we did an entire episode on. Uh, so don't worry. And we have some short tutorials on our YouTube channel as well. Uh, but there's so many things, even with reading and responding to emails and, you know, different documents that you may have in your, you know, Google drive as an example, or your OneDrive, whatever you're using, you can do all those things, even within chat GPT with the Zapier plugin. Uh, all right. This LinkedIn user said 10 to 20 hours per week on emails. That's a lot. I can't see your name LinkedIn user, but, uh, you can do these things and hopefully it'll go faster. All right. So again, you can use chat GPT for this. Yeah. You can just copy and paste an email into chat GPT and say, Hey, I'm trying to, you know, I've seen people personally struggle and spend an hour plus writing one email, right? Because they're not sure how to word it, right? They're, they're not sure how to properly convey their thoughts via email in a way that doesn't seem brash or in a way that, you know, um, strikes the right tone, uh, between seriousness yet, uh, you know, helpful teammates, people spend so much time trying to properly respond to and write emails in the right way. Um, it's crazy, right? Uh, but you can use ChatGPT for it. You know, upload again, never upload into ChatGPT or any other AI system, any private, confidential, sensitive, proprietary information, right? But you can take out anything uh, in that uh, email if it is private and just, you know, put in a different name or whatever, right? But don't put private information, confidential information into ChatGPT, but you can change it. You can say, hey, here's this long email thread. I'm stumped, right? Tell ChatGPT, or you can, you know, use a prompt like I have on the screen here. Um, but you can say, hey, here's my company, right? If you're using the default mode, it can use Browse with Bing. You say, hey, here's my company, Everyday AI, youreverydayai.com. Someone has reached out to me about wanting to come on the podcast, but I know that they're just trying to promote their company um, and there's really no value in it for our audience. Please write them a, a nice professional response that says, hey, we know you're just pushing your crappy product, <laughs> but... 
we would welcome you to come learn, right? I could spend, you know, I, I could probably write that pretty quickly, but some people might spend 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes writing something like that because they don't know how to word it, right? I'm a journalist. Writing for me is, is very easy, uh, but you can use ChatGPT. Uh, yes, Eric, thank you for the comment, Eric. Eric says uh, he's finding Bard with Gmail. Uh, it's awesome. Yeah, except uh, Eric, Bard has been very slow to roll out um, a lot of their extensions to certain workplace accounts, right? So if you're using a personal Gmail account, you probably have access to all the extensions. If you are a smaller uh, company like my company that uses Google Workspace, you still do not have access to all of these features, which is a huge bummer. So I can't even do that yet. All right. So here's some other AI tools uh, to help you read and respond to emails. And if this is you, if you're feeling like that LinkedIn user, you know, Natalie said only two hours a week, so that's not bad, Natalie, but someone else said 15 to 20 hours a week reading emails. We have a whole episode, a whole 20, 30 minute episode on how to use AI to read and respond to your emails. There's a lot of different ways. Let me just rattle off a couple different AI tools that can help you do this. Uh, Hypertype, Shortwave, Flowrite, Dratlab, Ellie, Magical, Jasper, Max AI and Merlin. All right. So again, if you want access, I'll, I'll, I'll send, I'll send y'all the whole, you know, my little presentation on screen with all these tools and, uh, all these long prompts. If you want to try them again, just make sure to reshare or sorry, repost this LinkedIn post, um, or, you know, go on Twitter and hit that little retweet and I'll send it your way. All right. Uh, all right. Yeah. Andy's Andy's saying he feels it. He said, with you, Jordan, very annoying for uh, smaller businesses not to have access to Bard with Google Workspace accounts. Yeah. Get it together, Google. All right. Number five in our seven ways to use generative AI in your business in 2024. Uh, competitive analysis and strategic planning. Yeah, this one's huge. Um, so you can generate reports on market trends and competitor activities by prompting ChatGPT with specific queries about your industry. So again, I just have an example here uh, on the screen of a prompt that you could put into ChatGPT, you know, in this example saying, please assume the role of an AI driven strategic business analyst with specialization in, and then a placeholder for your uh, area of expertise. And then saying, start by visiting this company's website. And then you can give ChatGPT access to all of your competitors' websites. I would probably do that with a uh, plugins mode and using a plugins pack, but you can literally which I don't understand why more people aren't doing this. I think specifically with ChatGPT, people think it's, you know, it's, it's a blog post writer or creative content writer. Um, yes, it is. But guess what? I don't even really use it for that very much. So much of what I use ChatGPT for is like competitive analysis and strategic planning, right? Uh, especially if you're a small business owner, uh, right? I'm the CEO of a small company. Uh, I don't always have the uh, availability you know, to hire consultants, right? So a lot of times for me, chat GPT is a consultant. So what I'll do is maybe I'll find, uh, let's say I'm working on, you know, lowering um, customer acquisition costs in a LinkedIn ad or something like that. I'll probably get five different, you know, good articles that I find on Google. I'll get two or three, you know, good YouTube videos, um, maybe a good podcast, 
Um, I'll use different plugins inside of ChatGPT to analyze the best findings from there, but then at the same time, using ChatGPT plugins, applying it all to my businesses, my problems, my challenges, and even letting ChatGPT know, here's the resources we have, here's what we don't have. Uh, here's all of our competitors. Here's some best practices for what I'm trying to do for, uh, as an example, lowering customer acquisition costs on LinkedIn ads. Now, please, for my business, for my specific use cases, write me a 10-step strategic plan, right? Start broad, niche down, all right? And if this is you, if you are like, oh my gosh, that sounds great, but I don't know how to do it. Yeah, we are going to start do, uh, helping companies uh, do this, you know, doing some uh, strategic AI consulting. So you can always check the show notes or just, uh, you know, to email us, you know, reply to any newsletter, hit me up on LinkedIn and let me know if that's you. Uh, Maybrit, what's going on, Maybrit? Maybrit is asking, curious what you think. Uh, which AI has your preference for writing copy at scale? There are so many to choose from. Uh, ChatGPT uh, writes circles around everyone else, and it's not even close. Uh, people like to think Anthropic Claude is great at this. It's not. People like to think, uh, you know, Google Bard is great at this. It's not. Uh, you know, you might think, you know, Poe or Pi or you know any other, you know, fifty uh, large language models, Llama, etc. It's ChatGPT always, and here's why. Uh, ChatGPT, unlike any other. Uh, any other uh, large language model out there is the only one that can accurately visit websites you tell it to, right? I've done so many videos on this because people don't understand and they don't believe me and they always try to prove me wrong. And I'm just like, yo, just go watch this video. You know, Claude or Cloud, Claude, it's Claude. All right, Claude from Anthropic, um, even, you know, Bing, Co uh, Bing Copilot, you know, which used to be called Bing Chat, um, all of them hallucinate, make things up. Even when you say summarize this article, right? I've literally done this live on the show. I've done it, um, you know, videos. It, if, if you give them a URL, sometimes it might summarize that, but all it really does is it queries, right? So if that large language model has query ability, it queries the keywords in the URL, which sometimes will bring up your URL. Sometimes it won't. So you run into hallucinations. So at least for me, Maybrit, I'm a lot of times training a tone of voice off specific articles, off specific YouTube videos. So the only one that consistently does that is ChatGPT. All right, that's number five. Here's some other tools, some great tools for AI tools for competitive analysis and strategic planning. Uh, AlphaSense, BrandWatch, uh, Coral Data, uh, Openly AI, and RivalFlow AI. Uh, again, you will have plenty of uh, examples in the newsletter. We're going to be sharing all of these. So don't worry if you can't jot down notes fast enough. All right, we're getting there to the end. Number six, data analysis and graphing. This one is huge. This one is huge. All right. So, uh, so you can just simply direct chat GPT to analyze data sets and explain trends, uh, which can be used to inform the creation of graphs and charts. Uh, the best thing is, uh, we have, we teach in our PPP pro. So our prime Prompt Polish Pro course, we have a plugin pack inside ChatGPT that literally does exactly this. You know, it can grab, um, I think in the example, and I've probably done it once live on the show before, is it can grab data off of a hundred plus page PDF, not just data that's on one page, it's on multiple pages. So you can talk to your document and say, hey, go find this data in this long document, then put it in a spreadsheet that I can download. And from that, data from the document that's now in the spreadsheet, create a graph that I can edit, right? You can do that all literally with one 
click of the enter button. You know, um, that specific task, I teach that in the uh, PPP pro course. That's from what I used to do in my old role. You know, because like I said, we, we used to work a lot with Nike and Jordan brand. And what that meant is we had teams of people, teams assigned to read like Nike's annual impact reports, taking notes, grabbing data from there. And then we would create charts because we were working on multiple year programs with Nike and Jordan brand. It was a big deal. We had to take it seriously. We had to do our research. We had to really go after, you know, RFPs and to create long um, pitch docs, right? Those tasks used to take 20, 30, 40 hours. Now, two, three minutes. People don't understand. The gains that you can get from using generative AI today are insane, are insane. Again, I'm not selling anything at the end of this course. I am encouraging you to use generative AI. All right, an example. An example, data analysis and graphing. Yes, you can do that simply within ChatGPT. Uh, in the default mode, you can upload a document. You can upload a spreadsheet. Uh, you can put a long prompt like you have here. Um, you know, not just asking ChatGPT to analyze the content in the document, but to also have it browse the web. That's another easy win for people that people don't understand that now uh, ChatGPT's default mode is technically multimodal, which is great, right? You can uh, upload documents. It has the, uh, whichever name uh, OpenAI is using, whether it's uh, advanced data analysis or code interpreter. So it can interpret your code. Uh, it can browse the web. Uh, you know, you have Dolly access. So now the default mode is actually great, right? So you can use these prompts on screen. You can upload your, um, you can upload a spreadsheet. You can ask ChatGPT to analyze it a certain way. You know, maybe there's tens of thousands of, of rows or tens of thousands of data points and you're, you're searching for a needle in a haystack. Guess what? If you take your time and properly tell ChatGPT what a needle is, doesn't matter how big the haystack is. Doesn't matter. It'll find it if you do it properly. All right. So that's an example for number six couple other great data tools. So these are some bigger ones, right? But I mean, Microsoft 365 Copilot, that's got to be up at the top. Very few people have access to it, but, um, and we did an entire episode on a couple episodes on Microsoft 365 Copilot, not the free, uh, you know, version that they just released on, you know, iOS and Android apps, but the uh, bringing generative AI to your entire desktop. There's no better way right now to analyze data when you can do it across multiple programs and it lives within your desktop. Uh, GitHub Copilot, also amazing for data analysis. Um, Google Bard, yes, I did put Google Bard on here. Something it's actually pretty good at now uh, is uh, data analysis. Uh, Coefficients, that's a Google Sheets plugin that I, I really like, uh, or a Google Sheets extension that brings some good AI functionality if you're like me. And if you don't have uh, all of Google's AI features uh, across its uh, across its suite of products. And Bardeen, big fan of Bardeen uh, and their AI capabilities. Last, last but definitely not least, pitch deck creation and improvements. Yes, this one's a great one. You can do this literally inside of ChatGPT with plugins mode. I've done at least three different tutorials on our YouTube channel. And we share those every single day um, in our daily newsletter on creating presentations, whether it's, um, you know, PowerPoint presentations, uh, 
Google Slides, presentations, whatever your flavor is. Uh, but you can use ChatGPT to draft slides content, including bullet points, draft summaries, speaker notes, whatever it is, right? Uh, I could, and maybe I'll do this for fun if, if I have time. I could take a transcript of this podcast right when I'm done and I can have ChatGPT. I can upload the transcript and I will say, use Browse with Bing. Find all of these different you know, products and services and, and features that I talked about in this, make sure to include additional resources on those and then create a, you know, a 21 page presentation, three pages for each of the seven ways to use generative AI. I mean, I already have the presentation on my screen, so I don't know why I'd want to do this, but you can. That's the thing that people don't understand. Um, the ability to repurpose content. So, you know, how we talked about earlier, right? Like uh, better, more meaningful meetings, better meeting feedback. You know, you can do the same thing with transcripts. Transcripts are huge. Uh, transcripts are, I think right now, uh, so underutilized in creating better content, uh, but you can create a pitch, right? So maybe you have a big team meeting and you are preparing and you're having a meeting about, you know, landing your next big client. Maybe it's a sales meeting and you're going after that whale of a client, right? And you have all the key stakeholders on this Zoom call giving their two cents and ideating, right? Take that transcript, pop it into chat GPT, even the default mode. Take your time, train the chat, but say, hey, here's our transcript. Here's the, here's our website. Here's what we do. Here's the client we're trying to land. Here's what they do. Here's where our overlap is. Here's our shared value, right? Or you can even ask ChatGPT that just by providing the name and the URL. And, um, but then you can just say, Hey, create a 15 page presentation. Here's a URL that goes over best practices for what should be included in a sales pitch presentation, right? So you don't even have to outline it. You can just find an article and say, follow this format. Here's my transcript of us talking about the client that we're trying to land. Here's the client's information. Here's what we're pitching them. Create a presentation. Done. I've literally done this in a four minute video. <laughs> All right. Some other, uh, here's some good ones too. If you're sticking around to the end, these are some of my favorite AI tools, if I'm being honest, right? And again, yes. Like I said in the beginning, don't go into shiny, uh, shiny tool mode, focus on what matters. All right. But if you are doing a lot of pitch deck creation or internal, uh, documents that you just want to look better, uh, here's some great AI tools. Tome, fantastic, beautiful AI, uh, pitch.com, wonderslide, journey.io and Canva. Yeah. Canva, Canva's, uh, their magic suite, I think is what it's called. They did a couple episodes on this, uh, but yeah, you can just type in, uh, 10 word description and Canva will create an entire presentation for you that then you can go in and, you know, you can edit things, uh, as needed. That was a lot. Woo. Here's the takeaway y'all. And, and, uh, Chrissy, thank you. Chrissy says, uh, she's in HR starting a consultant business. This info is gold. Thank you, Chrissy. Um, Lynn says, uh, I've taken your PPP course a couple of times, uh, dying to use plugins. So yeah, if you want access, I have all these prompts in this presentation. If you want access to it, just repost this, uh, repost this, um, you know, on LinkedIn or Twitter. So if you're listening to the podcast, we always, uh, include the, uh, the link, uh, to this, uh, LinkedIn live stream. Uh, but I'm going to end here. I'm going to end here because this was a long, this was a long episode. 
right? I'll say this. If you're new to generative AI, I just gave you, I just gave you the blueprint on how to win back your time immediately. Immediately. Like I said, most of these things, most of these tools, techniques, whether we're talking about ChatGPT or these other AI tools, most of them take less than five minutes to set up and use. All right. And most all of them minimum have a five X return on time invested. All right. You have to do it right. People think that all AI is an, a finger snap shortcut. It's not. You have to learn the system. You have to train it properly. You have to go through a couple revisions. But then at that point, all of these different seven ways to use generative AI minimum have a 5x return on time invested. That's the thing people don't understand about generative AI, about large language models. They're better than us. They're better than us if you take your time to learn them and to train them. They are faster, right? I've won national writing awards. ACP story of the year. I was a Pulitzer fellow. Chat GPT, when I train it, is a better writer than me. It is faster because it can analyze things faster than me. It can mimic my tone of voice. It can write 30 times faster than I, than I can. I've literally done the test, taking my words per minute and then doing the same thing in chat GPT, right? If you're new to generative AI, I just gave you the blueprint. All right. If you're not new to generative AI, if you're a fan, if you're using it already, I hope even just going through these seven use cases is going to help you win your time back to number one, make meetings more meaningful Two, automate to do's for meetings, three, personalize long content. You have to learn Four, reading and responding to emails, five competitive analysis and strategic planning, six data analysis and graphing and seven pitch deck creation and improvements. Thank you so much for joining us. Go to youreverydayai.com. We're going to have so much more. We literally write. Yes, I'm a human. Yes, I write the newsletter almost once I end this podcast. So a lot more info in today's newsletter. So make sure to go to youreverydayai.com. Sign up for that free daily newsletter. Thank you for joining us. Go win back your time using generative AI in 2024. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you in another episode of Everyday AI. Thanks y'all. That's a wrap for today's edition of Everyday AI. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a rating. It helps keep us going. For a little more AI magic, visit youreverydayai.com and sign up to our daily newsletter so you don't get left behind. Go break some barriers and we'll see you next time.